Before I leave you to enjoy the episode, I'm going to ask you for a very small favor. Please tell your friends about the show and help me help as many men as possible with their mental health. Now, I know they might not be able to speak up or ask for help, but maybe, just maybe, by listening to these remarkable stories, something will resonate with them. I truly appreciate your support on this, and thank you for listening. Hi, and welcome. This is a new episode of Don't Be a Man About It. I have a remarkable guest, Brian Reeves, who is known to be the Relationship Insight Ninja, who have who has coached 500, if not more, individuals on relationships. And now he works with couples and individuals to make relationships healthier and more exciting. Brian, hi. Hi, Ray. Hello. Nice to see you. Nice to see you too. Good morning to you. Thank you for and your time. <laughs> good evening to you. Thank you. Yes, I. We were just speaking uh, about men in more in the mornings, and uh, yeah, I, I tend to fall into the grumpy morning man category a little bit. <laughs> I tend to fall into the category of the most hated people in the mornings because I wake uh, up dancing and cheering and yay. <laughs> well, I've had I've had five I've had five years of preparation for this moment because my my fiance soon to be wife she uh, for five years she explodes out of bed uh, when she wakes up in, in the morning and um so I'm, I'm prepared i'm ready for it right awesome all good awesome. nice to awesome. see you so thank you for being here before we dig in uh, yeah. who is brian reeves oh who is brian reeves well um Brian Reeves, I'll tell you today, Brian Reeves is in this very day when we were recording this episode, and I know this is not the subject that we're going to dive into, but Brian Reeves is a man who is uh, deeply concerned about uh, what's happening in his country. Um, it is what is January 7th, 2021, when we are recording this, and uh, yesterday there was essentially an attempted coup in my country. So um um and that which has been unfolding for quite some time and one of again i know we don't want to go down this rabbit hole but but i want to be really present to who brian reeves is today and 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 uh brian reeves is a man that's a um a little unsettled unsettled uh sad uh angry um hopeful um confident um, concerned, uh, caring. Um, yeah, Brian Reeves in this day, he's a complicated man right now. Um, but uh, ultimately, I always do my best to lead with the, the optimist, the, the hopeful man that sees this, the silver lining in everything that, that unfolds. But I think, you know, we're, we're going to talk about relationships today, Ray. And, and even as you asked me that question, you know, it, it's so easy. It would, it would be so easy for me to, to just paint a rosy picture for you about who Brian Reeves is and tell you some, you know, fabricated, not fabricated, but well, what ult everything's ultimately fabricated, but tell you some, some big story that about my past or, you know, my job title or this or that. And 
And um, I think in, in relationship, we men tend to do that a lot. We, 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 we sort of, um, we want to gloss over the, the mess, the messy parts, you know, the, the uncomfortable parts. I, I know I certainly am always tempted to do that. We want to gloss over that rather than just acknowledge that, you know what, I'm a little scared today. I'm, uh, I'm unsettled. I'm, I'm hurting. I'm angry. I'm sad. Um, so, you know, before I can kind of move forward in, into, uh, you know, more of a relational conversation, it's like, I, I just want to just sit and acknowledge the messy right now. And I think that's something that we men don't know how to do in relationship to our detriment and to the detriment of our partners, because, um, I mean, this is ultimately where connection happens is just being with what is. So that's a long answer. And it's one I've never given before. Thank you um, for keeping it real. And yeah. um, I wish I could give you a hug, but I'm sending you all the energy that you need to just be. Thank you. So. That's weird that I usually start my show with the following question. For some reason, I started it with who is Brian Reeves, but mm. so how is your heart doing? How is my heart? Oh, that's a great question. My heart is strong. My heart is passionate. My heart is confident. You know, my, my heart, I have an amazing partner. Her name is Sylvie, Sylvie Kukasian. She's an incredible woman. And, um, you know, she's helped me so much in the last five years that we've been together. So I'm former military. I, I, I was in the Air Force in, in the U.S. And a lot of that training, military training, like a lot of cultural training, teaches men to disconnect from our emotions, disconnect from our bodies. I mean, it teaches women the same thing, but you know, speaking as a man right now, it teaches us to disconnect from all that. And then, and then somehow we're supposed to do life and enjoy life disconnected from our bodies, disconnected from what we're feeling. I personally found that impossible to enjoy life fully, rich, richly, thoroughly, with any kind of depth after that kind of training, being trained to, to not feel anything. And um, if I can't feel anything, how can I feel my heart? You know, and this is one of the greatest gifts of relationship over the, I'm 46 uh, now, and I got out of the military at 26. In the last 20 years, over a few different relationships with, um, with women have been, um, uh, they've been, they've been the greatest gifts to me in, in that they helped me connect to my heart. And not always in the ways that I would have wanted them to. Ray, there have been some shit storms in my relational experience, but that's because there's a lot of reasons because, but, but, you know, I, I believe in taking full responsibility. 
I believe relationships are a, they're not a 50-50 proposition. They are a 100-100 proposition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't believe in 50-50. I believe in 100-100. Yeah. And so, you know, in owning my 100% of the, my, my challenges around relationship and why they've been at times so difficult and so, uh, uh, just downright excruciating <laughs> is because of so much of my own incapacity to feel my inability to connect to my body and feel what I'm feeling to feel my heart to stay in my heart versus get, get lost in my thoughts in my brain in my stories in my judgments and conclusions and all the problem solving I want to do rather than just the feeling that would serve so my heart is strong and um, yeah, thank you for asking. Thank you. How's your heart, Ray? My heart is grateful. Yeah. My heart is grateful. Um, it, it is strong, but I think my word would be grateful for mm. everyone around me. Wow, no one asked me that actually. <laughs> Mm. But yeah, I am grateful for everyone around me. I have been surrounded with a very strong and um, empathetic support system because mm -hmm. it, it gives me strength. And yeah. um, on those days where you feel like that's it, that's it. And then someone shows up and yeah. serves you when you really need it. So I'm grateful for that. So yeah. <laughs> You know, even in, in your, your answer and my answer, I'm just, I'm so wowed by, you know, something that arises immediately for me that, that again, is this, this thing that arises in relationship a lot um, in, in one of my, one of the dynamics I work with is masculine and feminine intimacy. Yeah. <clears throat> and I'm noticing right now, my answer, my heart is strong. It's <laughs> such a masculine answer, strong. I can do it on my own. Like underneath that is I got it. I got it. I got me. And in your answer, there's this beautiful ah, sort of recognition of the whole. <laughs> I'm grateful for my connections, for the whole, for everything. I was like, oh yeah, it's such a great reminder to me as well. Again, that okay, great, yeah. You know, through 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 gratitude is strength. <clears throat> Whereas in my answer, there's like through strength is strength. Yeah. And it's uh, so you know. Thank you for your answer. It's, again, it's just another reminder. Ah. That's right. We are we are strengthened by by the connections we 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 focus on and we care for and we honor it, are around us. So, <laughs> oh, I'm Thank loving you. this. I'm loving this. Thank you, Brian. So, how could, from your personal experience, professionally and personally, how could someone, how could a man, go from someone who's disconnected, incapable of feeling, incapable of not only loving or giving love, but also to receive mm. love mm. to someone who is open mm. to put himself out there fully, 100%. Huh. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I mean, I think the very first and most important step is just to recognize that, to recognize where I am uh, blocked where I am struggling. In other words, to stop putting blame on the other person 
because usually that's what we do when things aren't going well. And I did this. Um, I had an epic conversation when I was 26, 27 with a woman in France that whom I had just married, whom I barely knew. But again, I was so disconnected from my body that I, I met a woman and I married her five weeks later in France. And, um, you know, on the night of our, our wedding, something in me said, don't do this, don't do this. But I was like, ah, shut up. You know, I, I want to do this. <laughs> I did it. And it was, it was, uh, I call it my, my catastrophe spectaculaire. <laughs> it was my spectacular catastrophe. Yeah. Eight months of this just awful marriage. But we had our honeymoon in uh, Mallorca, Spain. And I remember there was this moment where we were in our rental car, uh, driving up this beautiful, it was Christmas, Christmas time. And we were, so it was a little cold and wintry evening in Mallorca, Spain. Um, and we were driving up this mesa, this uh, up to this, this monastery that lived on top of this mountain. And so we're winding around this mountain and we're in the car arguing about love. Each of us making claim to some definition of love that the other should accept. You know, I know what love is. You don't know what love is. You know, that conversation. And, you know, in retrospect, I re we were both just completely ignorant. We had no idea what we were talking about, but we were both hurting. We were both hurting. We weren't getting what we wanted. We weren't getting our needs met. We didn't even know what our needs were. You know, wow, we were both basically, yeah, yeah. we were both turning the other person into mommy and daddy, not having any clue what was going on. And from that place, just, you know, demanding the other person do it my way. Um, and you know, I remember at the, at the top of that, that by that monastery where we're kind of, she gets out of the car and she's walking around the monastery and I'm 10 feet behind her. She would walk fast. It's one of the things that bothered me. She wouldn't walk with me. And I want, you need to walk with me. I'm your husband. You're supposed to walk with me. Anyway, she would walk ahead of me and no wonder I'm, I'm not being very kind to her. I, if I were her, I wouldn't have wanted to walk with me either. But uh, I'm 10 feet behind her and, and, and I'm kind of, you know, shouting things about what she needs to do to love me better. And sh she's probably doing the same. I don't really remember at this point. <laughs> or maybe she was more just quiet. And, and then we got back in the car and um, she, I, uh, she sat there and just said, you know what, let's just go. I'm done. Let's yeah. just go. And I remember I was, I was in the driver's seat. And as I was sitting there, I knew that if, if I started the car and drove away in this sort of angry state, uh, our marriage was over. I wasn't ready for that. And I remember just sitting there and in that moment, like my refusal to let this be the end moment, something in me uh, broke, bro broke open. Um, in that moment, I resolved to start learning what the hell was I doing that 
wasn't helping, that wasn't serving. I resolved in that moment. I mean, in that moment, it was sort of the, it was just kind of the beginning of my journey um, in, in, in doing relationship uh, intentionally and, and taking my 100% of responsibility. Um, and the way that I resolved in that moment was, okay, I am going to be the most unconditionally loving husband. I'm just going to you know, bury all my needs even more. Anything that I think I want or need, I'm, I'm just going to bury it and I'm going to do everything that I can to show up for her. Look, that's not a successful formula either. But it was, it was, a, it was a major overcorrection from what I had been doing, right? So, but that was the beginning of my own journey to, okay, uh, I, maybe I'm the problem here. So that's the first step. We got to take responsibility. And if we don't know what responsibility to take, then we need to start looking, get help. Tough, tough, and a tough place to start with because most men, correct me if I'm wrong, they mm. were, they wouldn't recognize it even if it were in their, like yeah. right in their faces. How could we as a society or as women in their lives or as their peers or their families could help them at least to start yeah. from somewhere to recognize that, dude, you need help? You know, the great tragedy in all this is that it's not the role of our intimate partners to, 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 um, yeah. to play, to hold us accountable, to show us our, our shit, if you will, to help us basically grow into adults. It's not the role of our intimate partners, but because so few of us men are initiated, are intentionally, thoughtfully initiated into a manhood by elder, wise elder men, whether it's our fathers, our uncles, or just you know men in the community, mm-hmm. because we're not initiated into a manhood, which ideally would happen in our teens, um, because when, we, when we're initiated into manhood, the, the threshold between adolescence and manhood is we learn to take responsibility. Adolescents don't take responsibility. Adolescents are just all for the adventure. You know, man or woman, in our adolescent mind, we're essentially, we're not ready to hold a community in our arms as adolescents. As adolescents, we're still figuring out who we are. And so, unfortunately... Uh, boys stay adolescent and that adolescent psychology, even as their bodies become men, our psychology stays very adolescent and we, we won't take responsibility. Uh, There was a beautiful quote in this book, King Warrior Magician Lover that I read uh, years and years ago. It's a, it's a, one of those foundational books that anyone interested in men's work should read King Warrior Magician Lover. And there was this quote in there that I'll never forget. And it said, um, as, as adults, we take responsibility even for that which we are not responsible. Wow, such a we take, Yeah, we take responsibility even for that which we are not responsible. Yeah. That's profound. That's really profound. I mean, that's how we hold a community. That's how we hold a people, whether it's our family or whether it's our country. That's how we hold them safe by taking responsibility, even for that which we are not responsible. And as adolescents, 
we don't do that. Well, why would I take responsibility for that, which I'm not responsible? I'm, I'm just trying to figure out who I am. How the hell can I hold a community or hold a relationship or hold a family when I'm just trying to do me? And so it, it's it is a tragedy, though, because... I mean, this is the lot of many men is that our, our fathers, they weren't initiated either. You know, we have adolescents raising adolescents. So there's no adults in the room. And it falls then onto the burden of our intimate relationships, of our partners to say, no, I will not tolerate this adolescent behavior from you. I will not allow myself. And this isn't a punishment. You know, I'm not encouraging partners to punish their men or to, you know, get them to see something that they can't see. It's really what I'm always, you know, when I'm, when I'm coaching women in particular, or just, you know, offering a, offering a, a, a sympathetic ear to a, a, usually a woman who's really in pain because she's with a man or has been with men who, again, don't want to take responsibility for their 100% or for any of their percent, mm-hmm. <laughs> even their 50. Uh, what I'm often counseling um, partners of, of men who are stuck in that adolescent mind to do. And I was, I have been for much of my life. I didn't have any male elders initiating me either. It, it fell on to my intimate partners to do the same. And, um, but it's, it's to say no, say no to that, that mindset in a man that refuses to take responsibility. I mean, women have their work to do as well. You know, we're, Amen. that's, that's their 100%, but, but too much, but men, we have been, we've been getting away with too much for too long. And I mean, again, look at what's happening in my country. Yesterday, today in the United States, that's that what happened yesterday is again, the culmination of men, especially enabling other men to continue doing bad things that don't serve the whole community, that just serve themselves, right? Or a very limited part of the community. And I mean, this is what happens if, if, now, I'm also a, a huge, huge proponent of, I think all men should be regularly gathering with other men in men's groups and doing men's work together. Yeah. Because so that, so to again, to relieve the burden on our intimate relationships of this type of, of growth and accountability. And um, because again, it's in a way, only men can hold other men accountable. But I just would like to add something to that is being around men who are a bit more mature, emotionally matured, or maybe emotionally on another level. Because if all men gathered on the same, I don't know how to put it into the right statement, but let's say that men are not owning their role and their part or their relationship responsibilities in a relationship and they they just gather 
then really there will be no solution. Well, of course, and, and men do men gather in this way already, and they're usually mm-hmm. gathering to watch sports or drink alcohol or chase women. Yeah, and play cards. Um, <laughs> exactly. So what I'm what I'm pointing at is intentionally doing men's work together yeah. in all the ways that that may. I mean, there's all kinds of more and more. I mean, I know it's hard. It's actually hard for most guys to find this because as a, even I'm in I'm in I'm in that world. So for me, it's everywhere. But I know for the vast, vast majority of men, it's nowhere. Um, so anyway, I want to just pause there, <sighs> take a breath. Yeah. Yeah. And you work with men, Ray. Yeah. yeah. And I think, I think also there's great value in men working with women that are not our intimate partner or our mothers or our sisters or just a friend there's great value in that because we can we can for a lot of men we don't feel safe around other men actually we may think we do but what we were really doing is we're putting on facades of invincibility you know masks of invincibility um and because we don't trust other men to be vulnerable, to really allow men in to see what's what the, the mess again, the messiness that I'm going through, you know, better to just say, nah, I'm good, man. I, I'm good. I got me, you know, I got me. I, psh, I don't need anything rather than, man, I'm a fucking mess. I'm hurting in my relationship. I'm hurting. I don't know what my wife wants from me. Uh, I don't know what my kids want from me. <laughs> I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing here. I'm scared. I'm afraid I'm going to lose the house, you know, whatever, whatever the struggle is, or just, Hey man, I have everything that I thought I ever wanted. And you know what? I'm miserable. I don't know what's happening. Like we men don't have those kind of conversations with each other and we need to. 100%. I agree hundred percent. And I always say that if, like I lost my dad to suicide 10 years ago. And I always say, if my dad had the right space to let go and just speak about what was going on, like really what was going on, I would believe that he would have gotten the right help he needed back then. Instead of just being there in a very, I would call it now hurt, character or hurt image but back then it felt a bit deceiving like why would you want to show up as a positive person and encourage your family to be positive life is good everything is okay and then the day after that you just hang yourself because you were in pain and because you were hurt and because it was too much for you to to carry so that was a very um like a wake-up call for me that made me see things differently oh men have emotions oh wait a second men Mm -hmm. have problems um so what would be the most common like i know what would the common fears be but what would the biggest ones that men have in relationships well i think one of the biggest misunderstandings let's say that men have in relationship is we 
we tend to treat relationship as though it is a an ongoing set of problems we're supposed to solve. Cool. You know, so things are great at the beginning because, you know, hormones are firing. Honeymoon phase. It's honeymoon phase. It's fresh. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. It's new. It's an adventure. Yeah. It's an adventure. We're off on a new adventure and that's always exciting. <laughs> and then, you know, then our boat hits an iceberg on this adventure and we go, oh shit, there's an iceberg, you know, and we tend to want to say, oh my God, this woman, she has problems. And, you know, I know we're speaking heterosexually here, so we'll stay with that. She, she has, oh God, she's this or she's that. And, or, or maybe she just, maybe she's upset about something or something just, you know, whatever, whatever differences arise as differences will arise between two humans. That's inevitable. And then all of a sudden, our, what our brain goes into, problem, got to solve it, fix it. Something's wrong, need to fix it. Again, I'm speaking very generically. I mean, you know, this isn't going to be every man's situation. But well, I'm laughing because it's, I mean, I can common. see a lot of you. Yeah. <laughs> it's common. It's common. <laughs> I can put names into what you're saying. So. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've had so many men in coaching, just tell me, I'm a fix it guy, Brian. I'm a fix it guy. I'm a fix it. It's what I do. Yeah. Well, you know, okay. You're good at, maybe you're good at solving problems in your engineering job, but that's not really going to serve you in your intimate relationship. Yeah. So we got, let's work with that identity a little bit, but that's, that's the biggest misunderstanding because uh, intimate relationship is not a business contract. It's not a, you're not uh, athletic players on a field trying to solve, trying to get a ball into a net together. That's not the point of intimacy. Um, <laughs> you know, you're not trying to create, invent the next iPhone together. You know, it's not a business proposition or a science proposition or a, it, no, intimacy relationship is a dance of masculine and feminine energies. It's what it's it's why we don't just marry our best buddy. You know, we don't we don't want to have sex with our best buddy. No, I think I think long term our relationship should evolve into uh, what I can't remember who who coined this term. Might have been Harville. Hendrix, I don't remember who coined this term, but I, I think it should evolve into a passionate friendship. Wow. But, um, you know, I'm not going to... I like that. Passionate friendship. Yeah, passionate friendship. Yeah. But, so, I love it. Wow. <laughs> okay. Because I've yeah. always said that a relationship has to be passionate, has to be compassionate, and... Yeah compatible between both like i know what why i'm here for and you know why you're there and if anything came to confuse us we'll figure it out but yeah i don't know yeah i like that and that, and that's not my term i can't remember where who who gifted that to me but uh mm -hmm. passionate friendship and if we think about the word passion 
the root of the word passion means to suffer. You know, compassion, you brought up compassion is to suffer with. Oh, wow. And passion is a form of suffering. I mean, when we're passionate about something, there's something we want to exist, to have, to experience. Oh. And the reason we're so passionate, and we don't, it, we don't have it yet. We don't, you know, that's, there's a suffering in the, in the longing for what is not in our hands. This is one of the great challenges of, of relationship is we long for something and we love the longing. We're living, I had this epiphany just a few years ago in my relationship. I finally have everything I ever thought that I wanted. And all of a sudden a new problem presented itself. How do I just enjoy it now? Oh. Holy shit. Because I, I had been living for so long in the longing for what I don't yet have. I, no one ever taught me how to live in the simple enjoyment of what is. You know, there's a lot of, kind of spiritual practices and teachers and different things out there that will help us in that direction, but nobody had ever really, I'd never, certainly never mastered that. And so um, this suffering with, you know, this passion, learning to be with uh, what is, and not just be with it, but enjoy it, enjoy the suffering with another person. I mean, it sounds kind of morbid, but in a sense, like what I did at the very beginning of our conversation, I realized there's a lot of emotion that's alive for me right now. And, you know, rather than just start our conversation with let's talk problems and solutions, which we could easily have done. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners would have really enjoyed that. Um, it's the temptation of many a man. Let's problem solution, problem solution. But that, that is such a denial to my own humanity and yours really about what's really alive in the room right now. You know, there's pain, there's suffering, there's, there's hurt. And, and even, even as I was expressing it, Ray, I didn't even realize I almost started to tear up and started to cry. I didn't even realize I, I didn't realize I felt that passionate about what was going on. And I think, you know, for me, it was a beautiful moment of connection with you and the sharing of that feeling moment of, wow, just sitting in, in, in that. And how was that for you? I'm curious. Um, well, my heart started beating so fast mm. and I got this, um, for some reason, all I wanted to do is just sit there, hold your hand and let you be in peace. I got this feeling. Mm -hmm. I could feel it. I could really, really feel it. And yeah. just seconds before you asked me how my heart was doing, I was truly grateful that you felt safe mm. to share. Yeah. And you, and you had wanted, I remember you, you wanted to offer me a hug. You wanted to extend and offer me a hug. And I think that's very, and I wasn't, I wasn't sharing what I was sharing. I wasn't trying to get anything from you. I mean, you're on the other side of the damn planet. I couldn't get that hug from you if, if, so I was sharing because that was just what was really true for me in the moment. And it was about my experience and my feelings and my hurt and my, but there was also excitement. There was a lot of stuff. There was a lot of stuff present. 
It wasn't just one emotion. There was a lot going on. And in the sharing of that, you leaned into me. And this is what I think a lot of men, we miss the opportunity in our relationships. We want our partner. Well, it's complicated. We want to bring our partner closer, but what happens for us men is we, is because she wants to come closer, but then, oh shit, we don't know. Uh oh, what did I just do? <laughs> I don't know how to handle this. She's close and what's she doing? What does she want from me? I don't understand what she wants from me. We freak out in all kinds of ways. And then we you know, back off. We, uh, all the different ways we might communicate, back off. And she backs off and then we're like, whoa, 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 where are you going? Where are you going? Don't back off. Back. Come back. You know, and it, that's the, that's the dilemma. Ooh, yeah, I know. Yeah. 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 You know what I'm talking about. Oh, 100%. <laughs> it's, yeah. All there is, to do, I mean, we can laugh at, we should laugh at it because it's ridiculous. It's utterly an absurd dance. But that it's we one do. of those situations where you really don't know, or I speak for myself, should we cry or should we laugh? Because when that happens, the way I see it as a woman, that a man deserves to be loved deserves to be cared for, deserve to, deserve to be listened to, listened to. I remember I had someone to just book a session with me just for me to listen to him. He said, I've been waiting for a year for someone to offer me his ear. All I wanna say is, and he, he yeah. kept going. But when a man comes and feels that he is undeserving of this love or undeserving of this care because no, 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 I'm okay, I'm all right. Yeah. But you want to respect his wish. All right, so you're not ready. You want me to stay away? I'm going to stay away, mm -hmm. but take care of yourself. And then you see him not taking care of himself. And then it's a yeah. cycle going yeah. on and yeah. on and on. Yeah. How can you break that cycle? I know that. There has to be recognition at the beginning, but let's assume that the man recognizes his pain or his, yeah. I don't know how to put, I don't want to say toxic because it's not toxic. Um, I, I, I like to use the language, it, it doesn't serve. It doesn't it's, serve, yeah, thank you. It's, yeah. It just yeah. doesn't serve. Yeah. I think, you know, if, if men take away anything from our conversation, right? What, what I, because these, these are, these are, these are big questions. They're important questions. And the, and the answers, you know, they're, they're complex. There are challenges. There are very real challenges to working through these things and, and not, not, you know, one specific way of doing it is going to work for every man. Yeah. Um, if there's one thing that men take away from this, it's uh, just be willing to be willing to get help with somebody and 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 <clears throat> because this is the this is the great challenge i mean i've faced this challenge even still the part of me that's like nah i can do it by myself i got this i can figure this out you know that's our problem solving mentality that if if i i'm a fix it guy if i can fix it if i can solve it by myself ah that means i'm amazing i'm a good man so tell me more how is it now with you and sylvia right sylvie sylvie yeah. okay yeah so how do you keep the balance, especially from someone disconnected to, to someone connected? How do you, how did you make it work? Well, uh, we both do our own work. We both take 100% responsibility for what is ours to take responsibility for, which means 
you know, she sees a therapist. She is a therapist. She sees a therapist regularly. Ever since we've been together, she's seen a therapist almost weekly. You know, she has her girlfriends that she can speak to. So she doesn't have to bring everything to me. So her therapy, her friends, like she has outlets where she can go, ah, you know, and likewise, so do I, I, I've worked with coaches. I right now I'm working with a therapist myself. Um, I also uh, am in two men's groups and I host my own men's group, um, an international men's group. So I'm so deeply involved in doing my own work as well. You know, one of the, one of the great tragedies of the modern age is that we're, and this is, you know, I'm speaking more to Western culture right now. I don't, there it's may not be like it's not like this for every culture around the world but we're you know when a, when a, when when two people come together to do intimate relationship that's kind of the beginning of a two-person village it's going to do my two-person village you know maybe the in-laws are around us you know there might be brothers and sisters and in-laws but we don't you know and maybe if we invite them in they, they're really intrusive they're either intrusive or they're not helpful or they're Again, because, you know, so many of our elders are not, they're still in their adolescent minds as well. So we're trying to do these two-person villages. Maybe we have a couple kids, so maybe it's a four-person village, but we're so, we're so not supposed to be two-person villages. And that, you know, it, it's, we're not supposed to be everything for our partner. Not at all. That's another great uh, misunderstanding that we burden relationships with the responsibility to be everything I need out of life. I need this one. I need you, one person, to be everything that I need out of life. <laughs> and that's a disaster. It's not going to work that way. So, you know, Sylvie and I, we deeply recognize the need for both our extended community, our village, um, but also our support, you know, both of us are willing, not just willing, but we're actively in the practice of oh, having, we have other outlets, therapists, coaches, trusted friends that we can go to, to work some shit out, get some clarity around things rather than just, you know, what I did for the first, you know, 20 years of my adulthood, Ray, and doing relationship was, I either just swallow whatever I'm upset about or I vomit it onto my partner and expect them to, to fix it, to do something about it. Yeah, yeah you, you can relate. What a shitty way a to do friend. relationship. I had an ex and he used to tell me that you are, you have the power to ruin me in five minutes and on the sixth, pretend that nothing has happened. Gosh, yeah. And I was like, <laughs> what? what? That was a very painful moment for me because I realized how I could be really just like you said, vomiting everything. And then oh, I was yeah. like, all right, so what are we going to do tonight? <laughs> yeah. 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 So um, that, uh, I think that that's, that's the one takeaway that I, I want our listeners. I and mean, we, I think we've had a beautiful conversation, but I think that takeaway, be willing to get, and we don't have to use the word help, just get support. We are not supposed to figure this shit out alone. We're not, we're not supposed to figure it out. We can't figure it out alone. I mean, we want to talk about relationship and how to do relationship well. 
Well, that's a relational conversation. We have to be in relationship in order to learn that and not just relationship with just our intimate partner, but to be in relationship with other people who don't have a vested interest in what happens in that intimate relationship. I mean, that's the real gift of working with a coach, working with a therapist, you know, doing doing your, your work, working with your men's group and not, not just your buddies who have your back at all costs, you know, the guys who would, who would kill for you. I'm not talking about those guys. I mean, yes, the, yes, I am talking about those guys, but I mean, the guys that will, that will look at you and say, you know what, man, you're lying to your wife right now. And I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I am going to tell you that that's not going to work for you. That's not going to end well for you. It's not even going well for you now. It's costing you something, right? I mean, we need, we need to have those because we, we just, if we do it ourselves, our own crazy minds will convince us of anything we want to be convinced of. So working with someone to get out of our own way is vital if we are going to learn how to do relationship well. Thank you, Brian. Thank you. You're welcome. And thank you, Ray. Anything else you'd like to add? I think that conversation really took an, an exciting and enlightening direction. Um, I did not expect, to be honest, I did not expect this episode to be like that, but I'm like, I, I think you could see it from my face. I, I literally feel like we have said a lot of things. You have shared a lot of things. This, the unsaid, the things that you did not say, I was, I don't know about the listeners, but I was able to listen to them. I got thank a you. lot of insights. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. No, I've, I've yeah, I've, I've, I, uh, I, I likewise, um, really appreciate the space that you've created the the questions that you asked to start this conversation to lead us in the direction of heart and um you know i want to encourage listeners to uh reach out to you ray for support reach out to me you know you can find me uh on my website is brianreeves.com brian brian with a y reeves.com yeah, that's that that's important to me because my sister 20 years ago when I was going off to college, my sister wrote me a beautiful letter. She was younger, she was staying at home and you know saying she's going to miss me, but she spelled my name B R I A N. She spelled my name wrong. My own sister. I love her. Come on, sis. So when I got to college, I started introducing myself as I'm Brian with a Y and everybody needs to know it. Brian with a Y. Brian with a Y. So that started that started 26 years ago more <laughs> brian with a y so you're yeah. the male version of sarah with an h totally there's all <laughs> kinds of yeah my my part sylvie she's sylvie everyone spells her name wrong they switch the i and the y okay. so brianreeves.com um i'm i'm hosting men's work. Uh, I'm hosting a program right, right. Starting in, in a few weeks, a program called elevate 2021. We've got three spots left. It's for 10 men, oh, an entire year's journey, uh, coaching journey. So tell me uh, with, tell us more about that if you want. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, I'm, I'm really, I've been, I've been wanting to do this for a number of years and um, uh, Elevate 2021, it's a, it's a, a really comprehensive, it's, a, it's men coming together. There's 10 of us coming together, doing work for an entire year, uh, including an in-person retreat in the United States in August. And um, there is just so much power in men coming together in group in to to do deep work with each other to uh, oh it's just the, the most beautiful thing it's you know we we men we need to learn how to do conflict well we need to learn how to um you know hold each other up through just the the trials and tribulations of our lives we need places where we can vent to other men not to, that you know not certainly not to our partners or and sometimes men don't have any place at all to vent to just get the shit that's on their chest off. Like you said, you know, you had that man that just wanted to do a session with you and just, just listen. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Elevate 2021, it's it's on my website, brianreeves.com slash elevate. Uh, again, we've only got three spots left for it's an entire year's journey all throughout 2021. Um, we're going to have almost daily access to each other. And I'll just, I mean, it's, this is one of the most exciting things that I've ever done for men. So I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I, I'm doing this cause I need it also. Um, uh, so I'm really excited about this. And if you're listening and, you know, finding a group or that doesn't quite ring true, or you're not ready to, you don't want to work with a man just yet. You contact Ray, uh, What's your website, Ray? Let's let, let our listeners, where, where can they find you? Raise Your Mental Health. <laughs> Say my it again. Website, my website is Raise Your Mental Health. I can be found on LinkedIn, on Instagram. And um, yeah. Great. Great. Thank you. We need, we, 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 oh, yeah, right. You didn't, you didn't see that question coming either, did you? How many, no. guests, how many, how many guests ask you, ask you to promote you? Yeah, you did two new things for me that I was really not, like, what do I do? So That's thank funny. you. Thank you. I, I, I appreciate you for You're that. You're welcome. You. Hey, we need, we need armies of coaches, therapists, like, especially after this year, after 2020, which feels like it, 2020 feels like it's going to last about another six months or so. Like, we need an army. There's... There is a revolution coming in, in, there's a major crisis coming first in, in mental health challenges and people taking stock, looking at their lives going, man, this shit ain't working. I need to do something different. And I don't know even where to begin. So, you know, we need armies of, 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 of us serving and continuing to do our own work as well. I love so. you for that. Thank you, Brian. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank right. you, Ray. Thank you again. Thank you. And I'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.